Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we got Oppenheimer coming out real soon here at the time of this recording. And Christopher Nolan is one of our favorite directors and screenwriters. So we thought, let's get into another one of his films. Let's revisit one of his films. And uh, The Prestige is one that uh, came up. And it's been a while since we kind of did one of these where we just talked about an older movie, man. Yeah, I mean, we promised the audience we were going to do this, and it took us a little <laughs> bit of time. We're still finding... Our, I'm sorry, everyone. We're still kind of finding our legs a little bit. We're getting there. It's after, been like a half a year. <laughs> well, even, we're still finding our legs even after six, seven years of a podcast. I mean, we're still trying to figure out what this podcast even is. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of iterations. But I think one of the the core ones is to go and revisit. Uh, I don't I don't know if this one qualifies as a classic. Although, goddamn, two thousand six. You know, that's a long time ago. And yeah, it just doesn't feel like it. But I when know. you look on the, you know, that's like what seventeen years ago when this movie was made. Um, and so Christopher Nolan likes to play with time, and for a good reason, because uh, just for that very reason, which is the fact that. Holy crap, you blink and 17 years have gone by. <laughs> I know. It's it's sad, really. I mean, this one, uh, I, I remember, yeah. Uh, I didn't see this one in theaters, I know. I, I was I, a young lad, and uh, I remember the prestige. <laughs> seriously, like, I feel like I just saw this, and like uh, that's why I haven't revisited it. But when I started watching it for the show, like I was like, wow, I haven't seen this forever. Like, what's... Like, I kind of knew eventually what happens but at the same time i was like how it gets there i was like what's what's happening and it just shows the passage of time man it's a son of a bitch and <laughs> i think that's that i maybe will probably it, this movie doesn't quite focus on that a little although this is a completely non-linear uh narrative right, right. i mean because it, it bounces around quite a bit um and this is a so this is after batman begins yep so he go so he does batman begins and then goes and makes this kind of really small indie film um and what's interesting about this is you get you get glimpses of the nolan that was to be um but also there there is a lot of restraint in this particularly i noticed in the score there's no booming hans zimmer right it's it's almost it's very subtle the score in this film uh, and so it is interesting to go back and, and really as an exercise and what really what was our bread and butter was to go back and look at these kinds of films. And so I think it's a, a perfect time to revisit the prestige. Uh, and we're, and we're, I'm in the same boat as you. I have not seen this movie. If the movie is 17 years old, I probably haven't seen it in 16, 15 years you know, since then. And I, I don't know 
really why. Uh, but uh, th- yeah. this is this this movie. I think in a lot of ways, kind of exemplifies what we love to do here, which is to to take that to peel it back, take a look at something, and in particular for someone like Nolan. I mean, we I, I would dare say. We love everything he's done, with the exception of Tenet. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to be swayed on that movie. I think it's a bad movie. But uh, anyway, I, but I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't well, say. Uh, how many but, times have you seen it? I saw it like one and a half times. <laughs> so you tried to do a rewatch? Well, yeah. Well, I I did just mainly because I watched YouTube videos explaining the movie ah. to me, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Maybe it was just me convincing myself to like it, probably. Um, but, you know, it was just, yeah, one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of his weaker films. I'll, yeah, 100% give you that. But uh, there, yeah. are, there are threads in Tenet which run through all of his movies, um, which is what's real, what's not. Um, of course, Time, we know, is another one. Identity is mm-hmm. a big one through this. I also feel like there's Hitchcock in this film. I got I got a little bit of tinges of vertigo in this in terms of uh, obsession with things that may or may not be real. Right. Uh, I yeah, I guess felt- with the themes... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's interesting to go back and really kind of watch Nolan, the indie filmmaker, kind of in this because he because he, he uh, Batman Begins was a um, you know it was a massive buy for Warner Brothers, and he goes right. and he makes this kind of small movie. Um, and so yeah, because he's more of an in, yeah, because he was a you know made Memento and then what Insomniac is that the one he made? And, and I think that because that one had Pacino, so that one was a little bit that was that one was certainly a step up. Um, but I kind of like the way he, if you look at his career, because he did Batman Begins and then The Prestige mm-hmm. and then The Dark Knight and then Inception. I think is the order there yeah um, so he, he right, would yeah. he would kind of play with yeah i'm gonna do your warner brothers comic book movie which i think actually the batman one was because he actually wanted to make it right yeah but he but he, but he would he would alternate between big comic book studio production right. to like something different you know he would explore an idea that he always had and of course then we get interstellar which i just rewatched a couple days ago yeah. the movie is <laughs> it gets better with every watch I love Interstellar, and yeah, it's uh, it's great because it, what it is is essentially Nolan saying, "I'm going to remake 2001." Yeah, but for a mo- a, a modern audience and with like a a, a twist about uh, with heart, essentially, is, yeah, is is what the movie is, and to proclaim like that that love, uh, the idea that you can connect to someone. What we're going, we're now going to quantify that feeling that we've all had in our lives that that love matters and the connection we have between each other matters. Sometimes it's beyond science, you know. It, it, you know, there is a, you know, more distant thing connecting us. It feels, you know, there is kind yeah. of the message. I would say, you know, it's it's just like sometimes things are just beyond science, you know, and it's just like unexplainable and. Yeah, but anyway, we're not talking about Interstellar. We've already done a review. Oh, we're not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm rabbit holing here. Um, so we want to get right into the prestige. My only problem with this movie is I'm not quite sure how to talk about it because the script is 
great. I mean, you 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 watch this movie and it, you can see all the threads and the right, you know, w- w- the pull. And there's some hints of what might be to come. And it's so tight and it keeps you in- engaged. But I don't know how to really talk about all these little nuances that happen on screen. Um, yeah, for this review. So very much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, it's a story. I, I mean, a hundred percent about ego, and uh, I mean, it's more. It's it's not a magic movie. I mean, that's what I took away from it this time. You know, it's it's not a movie about magic. It's about power and 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 again, ego and and prestige in a different sense. Um, you know, than it is about you know magic. Um, but yeah, where where you start with it is a yeah. Where where do you go? I mean, it's it's nonlinear. So I mean, you got it's starting at the end essentially, and then goes back, and then it goes back to the end again. Like it, you know, is very Tarantino esque, and but Christopher to Christopher Nolan esque. I mean, Memento, you know, obviously is a very time warped movie. You got Inception, things like that. So he likes to play with time. Tenant even. Um, but I mean, every movie almost does yeah. every no I know well, other yeah. than the Batman movies it's well yeah Dunkirk is 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 a is is a movie played out through time over is in three ways this one does doesn't quite do that uh but it it shows you uh, it it's very jumbled yeah this is more like a Tarantino yes I would, this is more like a pulp fiction I guess narrative do you find this hard to follow at all or no I don't have to find it hard to follow. What I find challenging, uh, what I find challenging is what is the point of the movie? Because we we begin the film with the Michael Michael Caine, who is a, of course a, a Nolan staple. Yep. There's the three steps to the magic trick, right? Right. Um, what is it? Uh, the gotta, draw, or the or the pledge? Actually, no. Here it is. Yeah, the yeah. pledge shows something ordinary. The turn do something extraordinary, like making an object disappear into thin air and the prestige which is to bring it back we hear this a lot and so what but what what ultimately is the point of the film and i was thinking so much of this movie is about there are magic tricks going on to the characters in the film so christian bale as we know he's got a twin brother right he's essentially living it's not quite a double life it's a it's it's too (laughs) How do you, yeah, it's two, it's two people living half a life. I think is what. Yeah, I mean that's it. that's yeah. what it comes down to. But yeah, yeah. So physically, yeah, these these two uh, characters are yeah living like one guy's in love with one girl, another guy's in love with another. But they're living a life for their career. They're living a life like no, we have to play to this illusion. Um, because yeah, he has a twin brother, which we found out at the end, who is always disguised and you know is called Fallon. Is that his name? Fa- yeah, Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're so committed to it. Where the when when the I guess the 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 Christian Bale character we know gets his finger shot off by Hugh Jackman. The, yeah, the double has to then commit and. Get his own right, yeah. Get them chopped off, and yeah, it's brutal. But but yeah, I mean, so yeah, like physically, yeah. I mean, they're they're committing to this career, and and like this is this is their life, and you know, this is what they've come down to. And they hint towards that when they show the like um, Asian guy who is very crippled and always pulls the uh, 
aqua- you know that fishbowl trick you know yeah, that they do it's a great trick but you know but he has to live his life showing that he walks that way because he's essentially holding the fishbowl in his legs whereas yeah Christian yeah. Bale now has to live his life like I have you know this is my life but we're twins but our our life is this so it definitely speaks on though you know that's the that's the reality of this movie that's on paper what this is but i think it's speaking right. to people leading double lives and you know uh totally committing themselves to their career their this to their career and the masks we put on you know for different you know occasions and different um just scenarios so i mean it 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 speaks on that a hundred percent we're all kind of deceiving one another in many ways and and sometimes it's intentional for a rise or whatever um this is a very heightened you know extreme example but i I think that's kind of what the movie was was getting at yeah um well because you you have christian bale's wife sarah who i i love this touch because you know you initially um hear the whole not today thing. Like he says, mm-hmm. I love you. And she says, not today. You know, when you're first watching this, it's like, well, that's interesting. Not today. Like you're more focused on your career today. That's, <laughs> that's what you're focused on. And then he says, I love you, you know, a few things later. And she's like, Oh, you mean that today? You know? So it keeps, it, they keep playing with that, you know? And it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, this, this movie plays with, you know, uh, again, not even a double life. It's, you know, sometimes you're just, uh, more, you're not really present. You don't know and, how to prioritize, and yeah, you're, yeah, you're not, yeah. yeah, totally present. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in this movie, it shows that the one that was present is your twin brother, but right. In reality, it would be something like, um, I just, I'm checked out. I'm on my phone. I'm, I'm just not paying attention to you, kind of a thing. Uh, and so you're getting a different, you're getting an, a different version of me. Um, that's not there for you, you know, present for you, which is, which is interesting. That, that was really my, my big takeaway. Yeah. Um, from the film. Well, in, no, I was just going to say, and then, you know, I mean, from Hugh Jackman's character standpoint, his was more seemingly about ego and revenge because you get his whole, he finds a double, he doesn't have a twin. So he finds a double, uh, to do his trick with the throwing the hat and disappearing yeah. and then coming back out the door and his double catches the hat. And then he, <laughs> he realizes he's below the stage and he hears the applause, but he's not yeah. really getting that glory. It's the double that's getting the glory. So it's like, it's a huge thing with ego in this movie too. You know, it's, it's definitely you want. Yeah. So let's talk, a, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the plot. Yeah, here. yeah. Which is and in broad strokes here, because again, the yeah, watch the movie if you haven't seen it. But essentially, where we start is um, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are assistants to a a magician, where mm-hmm. they're doing a, uh, a what's it called, a escape underwater escape. Yeah, call it seems that. like yeah. a Houdini type thing. Yeah, where yeah, yeah the the girl gets tied up and in the water and then they put a cloak over it and 
she ends up out yeah. of the water in the end. They they quote unquote select two random men from the audience who happens to be them. They're they're, they're on the crew, uh, and they tie a certain kind of knot on the uh, uh, Christian Bale ties him on the around the wrist. Hugh Jackman ties him around the uh, the ankles and gives her a kiss every time because it was we don't know we learned that's his wife. Um, and there's some controversy around the the kind of knot that Christian Bale is tying. Uh, to make it easier for her to get out or not. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, no, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll get out. Well, there's one show where she doesn't get out. She drowns, dies. And Hugh Jackman blames Christian Bale for, uh, for tying the, the, the more difficult knot. Now, I mean, that's interesting, but it it also doesn't quite, it doesn't quite explain how we got here. In the movie, does the, the script does such an amazing job? It's almost hard to describe if you're not watching it to to build your anticipation to these moments. Um, and the cinematography is amazing. And one thing I'll say for a movie that takes place in the 1890s, um, something has happened recently over the last, I'll say, five ten years, where they'll put like a filter on the on the camera it'll look yellow or gray or dingy mm-hmm. this movie just looks real to right me. yeah I, there's no it it just they're wearing costumes and and the, and, the, and the set design is fantastic it just looks normal it looks mm-hmm. fine there's no there's no grittiness to the to the film when you're watching it. Did, did you catch the same thing? Did you notice that? It just felt regular to Yeah, the, I mean now that you good. say that, yeah, it's like okay, yeah, that yeah, that totally I'm noticing that now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, they don't make a effort to show that it's older other than the costumes and the, and the production design, things like that. But yeah, there's no camera like focusing on like what might've been a negative part of life, which might be like some slop in the street or whatever, anything like that. It's just, that's not our focus. We're just, we're on character and on, and on story, uh, which I, which I really appreciate, um, for this film. Um, but this is kind of the the turning point between the characters. Which so did he did he tie the wrong knot on purpose? I guess, and we're going to assume the worst. Uh, this is kind of where the where the rivalry is born. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because they had discussed the knot and everything. Like, I, I guess uh, it makes it more believable if they tie a harder knot, you know, and makes it more like out, you know impressive to the audience i guess is why they wanted to do it because it seemed like she agreed to it like it seemed yeah, like she's fine she's like i can yeah. get out of any, any knot essentially yeah. was what she said but yeah. then yeah i think michael kane said something about it being underwater it expands or something and you know you're, it's way harder to untie um but yeah so yeah they kind of decide to do that and yeah the whole movie yeah uh, hugh jackman's kind of like what knot, knot did you tie did you tie that knot and yeah, that, yeah, like you said, that's when the rivalry starts and that's when, you know, cause Christian Bale is all about this, uh, catching, um, uh, catching the bullet trick. Why, uh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Catching the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, how are you not vetting these audience members better? First of all, I mean, it's in the, you know, 20th or 19th century. So what, right, is it? 1890s right yeah so. 1890s yeah 19, 19th century um yeah so yeah you got Hugh Jackman who shoots him in the in the in the hand and because Fallon who is we find out later is Christian Bale's twin is 
you know, stops him where he doesn't shoot him in the chest or head or anything. He sh- so he shoots him in the hand. Um, so that's when we get that. Um, but there's, yeah, also a big thing with the whole Tesla Edison rivalry in this, too. Like, that's yeah, I, I uh, like... interesting. There's so much there's so much in this movie which i think is why it was so widely regarded for uh because th- there's no fluff in this if anything there's there's more to it which is so the what we kind of find out in the beginning there's actually let's just take it back to the to the three things the the pledge the turn and the prestige um it kind of be typically begins with a like a bird in a cage right well what we the audience finds out is that they smash the bird in a collapsible cage and bring a new one out. And that's a big foreshadowing hint to what's to come, but also just a shock, right? It's not just like, it's not just um, as an illusion. I've, I've deceived you. I've deceived you in a way that you, you would never you would never accept if you knew the truth. And, and that's one thing that they, they come up with too is like the audience kind of knows that there's something wrong, but they don't really want to know what it, what it might take to get this trick done. They just kind of want to be entertained. Um, Yeah. I I mean, even, you know, the audience of watching this movie is, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. Like what, how do you really do that without killing the bird? And essentially you do, kill the bird like it's, <laughs> Smash it's, all, it's all about the trick it's like you sacrifice these things just it's all about the the illusion they wouldn't and, do that right i mean you wouldn't really kill a bird just to make me just for my five cents right, right? yeah like <laughs> no way and but like the kid in the beginning spots it right away like when the new bird comes out like he's like no, where's his brother you know like where, what what yeah. what's what's happening um it would it did I think on a first watch, you would never, you would never catch that they're telling you what's actually going to happen. Later. Right? Yeah. There, there's so much foreshadowing in this <laughs> yeah. movie. It's crazy. Like it's you like believe it. It's almost rubbing you in the face with it. Like it's like <laughs> it's like oh yeah. I mean, it's so obvious at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, the way they sabotage one another through their tricks because one would do a thing and then the other one would show up in the crowd, as you said, right? The vetting. And just blow up the trick. And all those are amazing scenes because there's the element of the crowd in there. Because I think Christian Bale's doing a thing with like, there's one where he's doing a thing with a, a trick with the rings. It's like, it's a solid ring. And yeah. I can put them together. I love the crowd's like, boo. Yeah. Like, boo. <laughs> put rings together. Wow. So the humiliation for a failure is quite high. Yeah. And so when one can kill it, that's quite damaging to like word of mouth and getting other people to come. So I, I love that. And so, but the, the point is they're one upping each other to the point where they're looking for something more. And they yeah. come upon Tesla played by um, Bo- David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> yep. They come upon Tesla. Well, what do you think of David Bowie in the, as Tesla? Is this uh, good casting? I think he's great. In the role, yeah, um, honestly, did because it's weird the way David Bowie will, will just like show up in films is to play a minor role, and I think he's quite a good actor. Yeah, my issue is it this 
technology kind of demands a big suspension of disbelief for the audience to get where we go. Yeah. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. It's um way more futuristic than you would think. Um what I think Christopher Nolan was doing and Jonathan Nolan he wrote he uh is a co-writer on this um who did Westworld. Um I, I mean, I think he was definitely trying to push the whole Edison versus Tesla thing without being too obvious. Like, Tesla was way more ahead of what everyone thought, and but Edison got all the credit, you know, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, yeah, that rivalry, yeah, they definitely hit on that. Because it was competing about, I think, alternating current versus direct current. And all right. That. Stuff, which I don't understand, but I just know I could regurgitate. Yeah, I guess for me, it it just makes sense for the movie. It's you know science, but and they kept mentioning he was a real wizard, and it just kind of um, for me worked because it's a movie about quote unquote magic, and you know he's essentially doing these things which we know are impossible you know like um right yeah. so you're saying like that the thing between uh there's a quote and i don't have it exactly right but the, the difference between science and magic is um or they're in, they're indistinguishable or something along those lines yeah so like in other words when someone has never seen an airplane sees that looks like magic to them right well uh, so they don't know how to describe it so and, and and essentially that's kind of what like these illusions are which is they're, they're they're actually grounded in reality. They may be upsetting to what they are, or what it is, but there is no magic. Magic does not exist. Yeah, right. It's well, all, yeah, because I, then, I yeah. was no. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, no, there you go. I I was just thinking. Yeah, like when I was watching this movie, I was like thinking like, okay, that I think that's what they're doing here. Like if we went back in time right now with our smartphones, like and showed somebody look at this and they'd be like whoa sorcery you know like yes or even yes, a tv exactly. like you know it's just insane you know just what is possible like what man made possible you know with <laughs> just time um so it's like yes. even like in a hundred years from now like are is there things that we're gonna be like oh my god like what <laughs> what is this sorcery like uh, yeah it seems like sorcery it seems like magic but really it's just the advancement of science the advancement of humans being able to figure this stuff out and you know it's uh so yeah i think this movie definitely speaks on that too you know just... yeah and i found the quote this is from uh, arthur c clark who wrote the 2001 novel uh any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic let's actually talk since you mentioned it, let's talk about the cast a little bit well bale's amazing jackman's amazing yeah scarlett johansson oh man she's wawa weewa well not just well wawa weewa plus just phenomenal acting on her part of because who is she's because she's kind of a rogue she's kind of playing both sides but she she has integrity as a side piece yeah no definitely. <laughs> right? yeah as the mistress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i kind of respect the game a little bit 
you know, from her from her yeah. perspective, I, it's like she, you when you like because she's constantly saying like, "Don't tell me about the family." When you're with me, you're with me, and I was like, "Whoa, well that like that's what a side piece would tell you, right?" right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that that's the that yeah the, the there's so much intricacies with the whole again the Christian Bale thing. Like again, like uh, Sarah Rebecca Hall's character, like saying, you know, not today. You know, she doesn't. And then that whole scene with uh, them two fighting, and obviously it's the other twin who's in love with Scarlett Johansson. But you know, the he's got to play the part that he's you know in love with her and she asks him you know do you love me and he said not today like that 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 to me was just like wow like wow like that just bringing it all together like because again like nolan keeps hinting at it and you know all this and he just said not today you know so and i guess that speaks to you know obviously those those two were just you know, they were just so in on the act, you know, so in on this uh, career of theirs that they were so in on the illusion of being uh, greater than they were that obviously they were telling each other, like, you know, she keeps saying, not today, you don't love me. And, you know, and vice versa, like they weren't, you, you they were obviously telling each other everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. This, this is the, that kind of final trick, which is what they call the, the transported man. Right. Yeah. And so let's, let's kind of try this. This movie is so visual. And so to describe it is weird, but essentially the trick is to have two doors where, and I think the, Christian Bale, he he bounces a rubber ball into one door, gets it, and then it appears into the other door. Right? Yeah. The, he, I, and, do he I have that right? and Hugh Jackman's obsessed with finding out how he how is he doing this? You know, like what's and Michael and Michael uh, Michael Caine's just like it's a double. He he's a perfect actor for telling for telling the audience and the characters the truth right and he and he always sides with the good you know it seems like anyway like he always sides with the the right character you know (laughs) Uh, hugh jackman character tries to uh, replicate it and do it his own way he finds his own double he does it in a in a in a much more showy way because one of the things that they talk about uh, uh in the movie is that he's much more much more of a showman hey oh the greatest showman i gotta say i knew what was going on obviously i knew the trick right but when this was actually done on film as in the way it was shot i kind of i cheered i jumped up and i said holy shit this is awesome and i knew what the trick was yeah, 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 it was awesome. Yeah, it was it's just awesome. like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, yeah, how do they <laughs> like, yeah, that was just for the, like the timing and the choreography, yeah. and like to just show me something that you know, just to watch. Because well, even when incredible. they were like off timing, like after Christian Bale had talked to the double a little bit, but you know, they were like the hat was thrown and fell on the yeah. ground, and then he came out and was like, oh, I missed it, you know, and you know, still was you know made it uh show you know made it uh entertaining for the crowd and everything 
So Hugh Jackman is Angier and Christian Bale is Borden. Borden's behind bars through most of the movie uh, for the murder, which was essentially a setup. Do you believe this technology that Tesla has, which is, I think I've, I've seen it referred to as clones, but I would more refer to it as a replicator. Uh, yeah, it, definitely replicator because, again, it's interesting at the end when Hugh Jackman says, like, I never knew if I was going to be the one drowning or the one coming back, you know, type of thing. Like The challenge is to believe that this thing is even possible for me. Yeah. Well, I liked how they hinted towards it with the hats and then how he finds out with the cat and everything. I mean, to me, I mean, again, in a hundred years, I could be proven wrong. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's where the magic and the suspension of disbelief comes in for this movie. Like, uh, I don't see how that could ever be possible. I mean, <laughs> so in order to perform this trick, the person on stage must die. They have to fall through a trap door and drown so that the other person can appear far off and show up and be the showman. Right. And so that, but my memory is that they did this many, many times, but you don't really see that on the film or in the film. You only see it, I think once. Um, so, so they must've performed this, this trick, this illusion, how many of how many Hugh Jackmans have been killed and replicated right throughout this process? The whole you know the tanks of Hugh Jackmans <laughs> at the end, <laughs> but I mean yeah I mean it, it uh, kind of what you were saying like he kept saying like you know the man in the box doesn't get recognized or something you know something like that yeah, like yeah. the man in the box doesn't get recognized and then you know the one. Uh, Oh man, I had a good, I had a better. Because that was something that Christian Bale, Borden, they overcame. Yeah, they didn't care about the credit. Yeah, and that was something that ate up the Hugh Jackman, Angier character about not getting the credit. It was there was something much different. It was almost like the the Bale characters, the two of them were okay. Or I think it says this at the end: we were okay with the life we were living. Yeah, they were they were okay with. Uh, sharing the glory and sometimes I would get it. Sometimes you would, you know, he would get it, you know, and they would switch off. Whereas the, yeah, Hugh Jackman character never knew when he was going to get the credit. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, he kept falling in and yeah, didn't know if he was going to die or be the one to get the glory. And yeah, I think that's a a big thing, you know, from what's, what's left of the person, right? Cause you're, I get you're replicated and we assume you what what do we assume is created right I know like yeah I mean obviously obviously you have the same memories and the same everything I mean it's just yeah you're just create I don't know it's (laughs) it's hard to hard to say like it's uh yeah how do you how do you live with it like how do you think about yourself or do you, do you, or do you just think of yourself as the same? I, I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's uh definitely one of those uh one of those questions for sure because it's like yeah, how you know people are you're essentially dying. You're like you keep killing yourself over and over for this. Like how many times are you going to kill yourself just for 
glory just for whatever it is you're searching for. Like, yeah, I mean, this, again, there's so many metaphors. I'm sure you can, you know, figure out for this. But yeah, it's like, how many times are you going to kill your inner person just to get a, a level up nothing's ever enough i guess is the is the thing like nothing is ever enough <laughs> like when does it end right yeah it's just like you do it forever right so what's and i feel like oh the movie the movie hits on like a bunch of things but it doesn't quite i think it hints at the idea that the uh the the end product is not real it's like a copy of a copy of a copy right and so something must be lost there. right I yeah think, wouldn't you think so you kill a part of yourself every time you are in i don't know like i'm trying to say this in a way like because obviously it's good to be ambitious it's good to you know strive for things but at a point the goal the the end point you want you kind of have to kill yourself a part of yourself to get there you know uh i well, think uh, yeah i think that's yeah, a like big... so if you think of like a, a bill gates or an elon musk or someone like is that what you're trying to say We're, yeah to achieve to be that person or mark zuckerberg yeah they you, are. you have to yeah you have to kill a part of yourself i mean it's I mean, even, uh, I mean, to get into power with politicians and everything, like they, they a hundred percent are just saying the things they need to say to get, um, elected or chosen or whatever you want to call it. Like what they truly believe, like they, they, they have to cut off a part of what they truly believe, you know, cause they're trying to get these votes and all that. So the, I guess that's what I kind of equate this too and kind of a i guess that's the metaphor for what this these characters are doing i guess that's so what you have i'm to trying to say accept, you have to accept slicing off a bit of your humanity to right. achieve yeah. the goal that you want exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that and now in this movie it's, it does there is a one up which is uh Hugh Jackman he thinks he gets away with it, but in a way, but he doesn't quite because the Borden twin brother, which I guess, as you said, was obvious to everyone, well, not to everyone, but to at least Michael Caine, he shoots him, kills him. And it's explained to us that they were kind of okay with the situation and, you're not and you're gonna die and so i guess as 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 the one twin brother dies it's not as much of a tragedy i guess yeah because it's like you still have the other christian bale character like what (laughs) no yeah it's 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 weird yeah because it's like it's very weird like what yeah like are you supposed to be because he gets hung or hanged actually i think is the yeah hanged you would think it would be hung but yeah it's it's actually hanged he gets hanged and it's uh yeah it's bittersweet because again like you think I mean, obviously, both of them had a relationship with the daughter. I mean, they both probably, you know, loved her and, you know, wanted, you know, the best for her. But 
she she only had one true father, which I think is the one that ended up with her in the end. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's a it's a torn feeling, you know. I mean, because you, you know you get you, Hugh Hugh Jackman's revenge, like because his wife died because Christian Bale tied the wrong knot, but then. At the same time, like, he's like, I don't care about my, I don't care. Yeah, because he, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I think, yeah, Hugh Jackman is the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, that's, I think, I think that's the case. I don't think Christian Bale's the bad guy in this movie. He is a bad guy, but he's not, he's not the baddest he's guy. He's not the bad guy, yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it ends where you're like, okay, I'm glad that he at least got to be with his daughter and, you know. uh keep this in because my son his mind amazes me he saw us talking with microphones and now he just brought out a microphone because he was like oh i want to be like daddy look back well has he seen the movie like he like i gave him this microphone because he always (laughs) wants to play with it uh yeah yeah he saw the movie he was watching some of it um but yeah he is like obviously he knew we were talking with microphones he's non-verbal and it was just like okay i'll talk with microphone too anyway um but uh <laughs> i mean he's just putting it up to his mouth and stuff but you know it's <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you know what that tells me that means you need to go you need to, uh, a fuller commitment oh i see him yeah <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> What a great kid. Yeah. What a, it's just like, oh, you're talking to microphone? I'll talk to microphone. What a dynamite. What a dynamite kid. Oh my god. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's that that's full love for yeah. my dad. Yeah. So yeah, I had to <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean the uh yeah, this this movie, I mean, yeah, there's just so much to It's one can... of the most difficult movies to yeah. talk about I think we've ever done. <laughs> because well, the the script is amazing, but without the visuals, it's so hard to describe. Um, and so I think we did our our, our level best. <laughs> it's yeah, a fantastic film. Again, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are amazing actors. Even Michael Caine in this movie, like he's almost a lead in this movie. Especially, I guess in the first half, it seems like he's more of a lead because they had him give that little dialogue at the beginning which is essentially the same at the end but uh yeah it's just like a soothing thing to have at the beginning of your movie and the end of your movie is michael kane saying yeah you got the prestige the prestige the draw and that's what made me think you know analogy i'm always thinking of an anal- thinking of the analogy to my life yeah um, and and that's what made me think of okay so what how what's the prestige in my life what's the what's the illusion that i'm playing um you know throughout uh, as I as I as I go through every single day, you know, the people that I interact with, and, and in some ways it is, I'm 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 pulling a rabbit out of my hat, you know, to people, try to in in some way because a lot of our interactions are not completely honest. I mean, most of them are not. We have um, to, yeah. We 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 yeah, yeah. In this life, this world, you have to do some sort of illusion you're never you're never showing your true slut your true self uh just as christian bale in this movie like you're never i mean hopefully to the people you're closest with you are but you know it's uh in the in the outside world you're full of illusions you're putting on this mask you're yeah 
it's it's sad in a way you know that we just can't all just be you know just honest and just be ourselves but you know it's just a lot of it's just us you're selling things and i guess that's what magicians do they're they're selling themselves they're and you have to be a performer some people are better at selling because they're better for performers just like Hugh Jackman's character was a better performer, but might not have been as good a magician as Christian Bale's character, you know? So it's like, it, yeah, right. Yeah. It's not even, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's not even about the trick. It's the way you sell it, right? It, yeah. It's just most of life. That's how I sold myself, you know, to my wife. You know, that's how she <laughs> married me. Yeah, I just... uh you know, faked it till I made it. You know, I uh, that's a legend, buddy. <laughs> hey, fourteen years later, you know, I'm still I'm still going strong. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Christopher Nolan, man, he, I mean, yeah, again, with the exception of Tenant, I'll I'll give you that. Like, he he doesn't miss again. I'm I'm worried about the box office with Oppenheimer. Like, uh, you know. I, I I guess wor- worried as in, I mean Christopher Nolan will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our money, right? Well, yeah. We're not the studio, <laughs> exactly. But uh, so who I, cares? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just want more people. I mean, I guess he he's a mainstream guy. I was gonna say I want more people to like him, and like it's not like he's like this indie filmmaker or anything. But you know what I mean? Like he's just. But all right, Prestige, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. I can't wait. Wait, give it a rating. Yeah. Um, in you terms go of first. stars and uh, yeah. quality and buckets of popcorn. Yeah. Stars are our quality. Buckets of popcorn are our entertainment value. This is a four-star film. Um, 100%. Four out of five stars. Um, buckets of popcorn. I'd give it... Uh, I'd give it three buckets of popcorn. So four stars, three buckets of popcorn. It's It keeps you engaged the whole way through. I mean, it's not like action-packed or anything like that. It's a thriller, psychological thriller type thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, three, three buckets of popcorn, four stars. Yeah, uh, four stars, I agree. I'm going to go two buckets of popcorn because in the first, the first act, I'm thoroughly engaged i wanted they're dropping hints and they, and i know they're dropping hints so I'm, I'm i'm eating them up as they're going uh but until we kind of get to the resolution i'm 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 waiting for it and i'm i'm not it's not to say that i'm getting bored but i'm like okay well, i just want to i just want to know now right yeah it's like well yeah because I, I remember kept looking at the like how much time was left i was like let like Less than fifteen minutes, and they still haven't revealed how Hugh Jackman's doing his trick. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was so, like, wow, like you know, okay, buddy, we're going night night. Um, and also, my own my own memory was a pile of Hugh Jackman bodies. I don't know why I felt that way. Oh, uh, okay, expecting, yeah, I was expecting that because you're that, probably mixing kind of... it with the hats and the <laughs> yeah. cats. And that's because the... that's the reality of what it would be, right? There'd be there'd be endless dead. Hugh Jackman's throughout the trick. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Well, and I um, like I like the touch of them having a blind man like putting the bodies so away. Can't like, see. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't know what too. I'm doing. Okay, just put these boxes, you know, where you yeah. tell me to put them. Like Yeah, yeah. that's just one of many nice touches. Yeah. Um 100%. and so I'm gonna go two so four stars. 
and two buckets of popcorn, the prestige is it's a pretty incredible movie and unique, so unique in a way that you it, it's it's not if you've never seen this movie, this is not like anything you've probably ever seen. Well, Dave, I have a kid who wants to go to bed, so let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, at Blockbuster Mentality, Twitter, at Blockbuster Cast, BlockbusterMentality.com. I know, Beckett, we're leaving. We're leaving, dude. Uh, Dave, at Dave underscore Quist on Twitter. I'm at uh, BCCord on Twitter. Again, at Blockbuster Cast on Twitter. Uh, find out all our episodes. We're going to have a review of Oppenheimer. We're going to have reviews all that again i don't know when we're releasing this episode even but uh any final thoughts dave no uh yeah just go watch everything christopher <laughs> nolan has ever made yeah have you guys ever heard of him um <laughs> but uh say bye-bye say bye-bye Mama. Say. <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> all right all right folks well that is it for us for dave i'm ben well for dave and beckett i'm ben <laughs> and as always grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the